Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Tuesday, December 4th, 2018, and this is The Ride. Good morning, my friends. I'm glad we got a chance to hang out today. It's kind of funny when I say that to you. I kind of am reminded of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood when he's putting on that sweater, changing his shoes. If you are my generation, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I hope you feel as good as I felt when I saw him do that, that we were about to have a good time, just hang out and chat as friends, because that's what we're doing. So one thing I know is true, life never changes. I mean, sorry. (laughs) I didn't mean it that way. Life never does not change, or life is always in a state of flux. Except when I'm following somebody who's notoriously slow, then it feels like nothing is changing. Well, anyway, let me focus on what needs to be focused upon. So you know that my father passed recently, and if you want to hear more about his life, I suggest you tune in to the last podcast one of the last podcasts. And this process of grieving has been, it's been okay. My dad lived a a good life, a long life, and, and I'm glad that he is where he is right now. But it has obviously caused me to think I'm, I'm his son, and, and it's just my sister and me, and I'm the older son. And Dad was about 25 years older than me. So when I think about life, I now have a real solid picture of, you know, what the end could look like. And it's not that I didn't understand that. I watched my grandfather pass on when I was younger. But now it somehow is more personal, I guess. It, it really is my predecessor generation that just went to be with the Lord. And so I'm thinking, okay, I like to believe that I've got some good long years. And the, and the Word of God says that I do as I follow Christ it will be good for me in that way. But, you know, you don't know how old I am. I'm about to let you in on a little secret. I turned 50 this year. Yeah, I know. It's just so hard to believe. I don't believe it myself. And so, I'm reminded that my wife and I began having children about 20 years ago. And when I think about the fact that my daughter is almost 20 years old, and it seems like yesterday when we brought her home from the hospital, our first 
baby. And it does not seem very long ago. This time has flown. Parents enjoy every moment. But this is reminding me that's almost 25 years and it can go quickly. And so what am I doing now? What is taking up? No, I shouldn't say what is taking up my time. What am I devoting my time to? Because if you don't devote your time to something, and I'm not saying it has to be one thing, I'm just saying that you have to be deliberate with how you spend your time. Because you only have so much. And it's really, this process really has showed me I have a limited amount of time. Now, I know, you know, 25 years is a long time. Well, it depends on how you look at it, right? I'm kind of in the mindset of lifetime views here. And 25 years to me would be a third of my life if I make it to 75. So I think about the entirety of my life, and I've had two 25-year chunks. That's how I'm breaking this down. My first 25, my middle career 25, and now what am I doing? Do I want to spend a lot of my time just ingesting TV, for example? Well, it depends on who you are. I mean, you might get a lot of pleasure out of that. And, you know, but for me, uh, I do get some pleasure out of turning my brain off and getting entertainment. But I just don't do that too much. I used to do it too much. And I would waste time. The nice thing about this process of grieving and, and thinking about life in kind of bigger macro terms is I can kind of lay out... It's easier, I guess, for me now to lay out what my plan... What's my plan? Now, the Word says that we know the plans that we make, but God has different plans, typically better than the ones we plan for. But, I mean, I want to have some plan. I'd like it if my plan lined up with God's plan, which is what happens when you follow Christ, is that they kind of come together. But I don't want to live without a plan. And I have to say to myself... Well, what's my end goal here? And and now it's kind of easy to look of look at it in those terms because thinking about my father's life, I had a lot of time to process the things that his life you know the 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 facets of my life and other people's lives that were affected by his life. And so when I look at that, his his career wasn't the big part of who he was. Boy, this is really, even now I'm kind of realizing some major things here, but his career wasn't the definer of who he was. Uh, the music that he created 
that was part that was a facet of who he was it was more like a vessel to help convey who he was to those around him the music and the things that he created they were vessels to convey and to communicate who he was to others around him but the thing we remember wasn't necessarily the song or the created thing but it's the effect of that thing it's really the reason why things are created anyway not to create a thing but to communicate something right well god created your life so if we if we take that idea and think about it in terms of your life it's not just about God creating you to create you, but you were created to be a vessel to communicate the love of God. And in blessing God and glorifying God, there is a satisfaction in that. It's an outwardly thing. Our culture has sold us a line that's basically, you will find the pursuit of entertainment and the pursuit of selfish things, things that sponge whatever's out in the culture into your life, that pursuit is what life's all about. I'm saying that it's exactly the opposite. What life, true life, eternal life is all about is the outwardly focused transfer of truly the love of God. When I think about my father, I think about the impact that he had on other people. And I'd like to have impact on other people. It would be great knowing that when I am gone and someone talks about me, that what's remembered isn't my job. It isn't, you know that I saved the company money that one year because I did this special thing. It's not important. It truly isn't. Now, I'm, I'm going to work right now, hopefully, to do just that. But it's, it's not eternally important, you see? It's important right now, but it's not eternally important, and it won't be the thing that's remembered. Well, I want to focus on things that are maybe more memorable, not that I have a killer memorial service. It's not about that either. It's really so that I can impact the lives of people today so that that will impress on other folks to encourage others in the same way. But it's definitely an outward-focused thing. Jesus came to give his life away. And we're to emulate the life of Christ. We're to be sacrificial in our love. Do you know that when you share love with other people, especially those when it's a sacrifice, it's loving people who don't love you back. It's kind of the foundation of forgiveness. You know, forgiving someone when it doesn't, you know, they couldn't care less what you think, but you're forgiving them for a wrong. It's a sacrificial love. God released us 
from the sin penalty by giving his life up on the cross sacrificially. And in doing that, he was glorified. Glory came to him. And so in a, in a small respect, when I think about my father and the impact on the lives of others, it brings glory to his name and ultimately to God the Father who changed his life as a young man that would make the sharing of God's love even possible. So you know that I've been a fan of saying that, you know, just because you can do something doesn't necessarily mean you should do something. When I think about the time I have left, it helps me be able to say that all-important word. No. No, that's not the best use of my time. There are certain things that I could be doing and might even be valuable in the short term. And of course, you know, I'm going to do, I have to live my life. We all have to live our life. But I want to make sure that the things that I'm doing are really leading towards something eternal. This has been a good time for introspection. And I'm hoping this is helping you do the same uh, for how you would approach your days. I know life is much better if we don't live and, and basically burn through time and burn through our years with destructive thoughts toward other people, you know, like unforgiveness or jealousies, whether they be petty or severely deep. Those kind of things eat away at your ability to be sacrificial in your love toward other people. If you're a parent, you know that when we look at our children, we see like the ultimate creation, God creating life through us, right? And there is this parental fierce protection that's there. It's a God-given drive, really. I'd like to have that kind of drive, that kind of protection mentality about the things that I do that are supposed to be done so that I don't let them fall to the side. So Lord, today, please remind me, please remind us all of the things that you've called us to do, the calling that you have for us. I know that's kind of Christianese, but Lord, I don't know what else to call it. You have called us to be your followers, and in doing so, it helps us to avoid the snares and the detours of life, these things that cause us to lose out on opportunities where we could be sacrificial with our love and and, and love other people, even though they might not deserve it, you know, from human relationship standards. Lord, give us that God-given ability to love others when they don't love us. And help us to have this fierce protection 
the spiritual mindset of what our days are supposed to look like, what our impact is supposed to look like, and help us fiercely protect that so we can do what you want us to do. And I believe, Lord, if we do that, that we will bring glory to not only you, but to our name and to our family. And, you know, that just points glory to your name because we know we can't do this without you. Lord, our days are numbered. Help us to count. Help us so that what we do counts. And that down the road, when we see you face to face, our lives can be counted as faithful. And you will say to us, well done. I'm looking forward, Lord, to be reunited with those who have gone before. And I certainly want to make sure that I bring as many people with me as I can. Lord, help make that possible today. Speak your word through me, and I will keep speaking. Thank you for being with us today. In Jesus' name, amen. As always, it's a new day ahead of us, and I'm looking at a beautiful sunrise. It's kind of God's way of saying, all right, I'm shining the light on your day. Make it happen. Well, make it happen, my friends. All things are new. Old things are passed away. Let's make today a little brighter for someone around us. And I want to challenge you to shine the light of God on someone's life that is just absolutely not expecting it. And I'm not saying preach to them. I'm just saying be Jesus to them. That's a whole different thing. Preaching kind of is implying that you know you're you're telling somebody what's up and they need to they need to you know change their ways and stuff well we already know that's true but you know the heart has to be ready to do that kind of thing so just be real with people love people and see what kind of preaching that will do i bet you if you do that on a consistent basis people will see you differently and they will clamor for what you're going to say they will want to know why you are the way you are. And you don't need to have a pulpit. You simply speak the truth and watch it become fruitful. That is my encouragement to you today. Definitely possible with Christ in your heart, giving you wisdom every step of the way. All right? And I will see you on the flip.